Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. We're going to talk two truths and a lie. Uh, I want Eric to identify the lie in this game we have come up with. I feel like uh, pulling out like a little Joe Pesci, but I would do a terrible Joe Pesci impersonation. <laughs> but uh, it, it was it the Utes, right? On uh, Utes, my cousin yeah. Vinny, you did two Utes, uh, the two the two truths. <laughs> kind of that very similar, thing. very similar, very similar. Yeah. Now let's ask him if he can identify the lie in these statements, Eric. So inflation is our first topic. All right. I feel like I should have some sort of a you know reward for you, candy bar or something. Give me a good a good uh, good person ticket. There you go. There you go. Positivity ticket. <laughs> yeah, there you uh, go. Inflation. Stocks typically do a good job of outpacing inflation over time. Gold typically maintains its value relative to inflation over time. Or bonds typically thrive in an inflationary environment. Which one's the lie? That is the lie. Bonds. bonds. So stocks do do uh, well outpacing inflation because... Okay. You think about the companies producing products and or services, maybe both. Those services and products, they can increase the price of those with with inflation, which generates more revenue, which makes the company more profitable, which increases the value of the company, which increases the price of the stock. And then gold, um, you know, gold is maintained over over inflation, has uh, done well against it. And it's typically something people go to in inflationary times are hard assets. So gold will do well. But bonds will not do well in an inflationary environment. The reason why is that the value of the payments, the payments that you get from a bond are fixed. And now if those payments now are worth less because of inflation, that bond's not that attractive. And uh, normally when you have higher inflation, you have higher interest rates as well. Higher interest rates are a negative to bonds. They cause bonds to go down in value. So, yeah, And um, that's my next one, actually, is interest rates. All right. Yeah, so (laughs) perfect. Nice segue there. So interest rates, spot the lie. Rising interest rates will hurt borrowers. Rising interest rates will hurt savers, or rising interest rates will hurt lenders. What's the lie? Uh, rising interest rates will hurt borrowers. So if you're borrowing, trying to borrow money, it gets more expensive when interest rates rise. Sure. Yeah. If you're saving money, you like it when interest rates go up because you're making more on your money that you're saving. Yeah. And then lenders make money basically either way, but when interest rates go up, they get to charge more for the money that you borrow anyways. So... You know, people always say, you know, my, my parents used to invest in CDs and they did just great with that. Oh, I mean, sure. My grandparents. 14, 18%. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But you also have to look at when you were trying to borrow money to buy a house that time, too. You're <laughs> 14, paying. 18%. Exactly. Exactly. So right now it's a great time to be a borrower because interest rates are so low. It's a bad time to be a saver. So yeah. as a saver, you like to see interest rates come up. As a borrower, you don't. And same with being a homeowner. Your houses are worth a lot more right now because there's a borrower that can buy it because the amount of money they can get to the low interest rates. That's what kind of drives the whole housing market right now is these really low interest rates that we've had. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, many people have refinanced 
right? And they're you know under three or around three. I mean, it's, you know, who would have thought of that? Right. You know, yeah, several years super ago. Super cheap money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, emergency fund. Uh, your emergency fund should be safe from loss. Your emergency fund should be growing. Your emergency fund should be liquid. Which one's the lie? The lie is the middle one. Your emergency fund should be growing. Now, we all like to have our money grow. Sure. But every investment, there's only three components to it. There's either safety, liquidity, or growth. But you only get to pick two. So you can't get all three of those things. So if you're planning, this is the difference between saving and investing. Now, investing, you want growth because it's something that you're going to use down the road. If you're saving for something, it's normally a shorter-term time frame. You're saving for a vacation. You're saving for Christmas. You're saving for a college education. You're saving for something, down payment on a house. All those things you need to know the money's going to be there that specific time. When you invest money for growth, you don't know what the value is going to be. Now, you hope and, you know, if you look at long-term trends of the market, it's always been up, but there's certain periods of time where it's down. So saving and investing are two different things. So if you have an emergency fund, that's typically marked for something that you need to have in an emergency. That's your now So you want to know that money's going to be there. You want to be safe and you want to be liquid. Unfortunately, with today's interest rates, you're not going to make a whole lot on it. So yeah. it's just, uh, <laughs> and we just covered that, right? You know, the fact yep. that interest rates are so low. So, yeah, it wouldn't be growing very much right now. So there you go. All right, so we're playing this little game here and talking two truths and a lie. And Eric is spotting the one in the statements I have for him. If you just tuned in, 515-226-1500 is the number to call to talk with Eric and his team at Peterson Financial Group here on Retirement Ready. Market crashes, Eric. A market crash right after you retire is much less problematic than a market crash while you're in your 80s. A market crash is largely irrelevant for someone who just started saving, or a market crash can be a great opportunity for investors. Which one's the lie? Uh, The first one is the lie. A market crash right after you retire is much less problematic than a market crash while you're in your 80s. A market crash right when you retire is one of the most challenging or one of the most um, things that can derail your retirement plan the most because you're going to need the income. And so when you have to sell things that are down in value, you lock in that loss and you got to sell more of it to generate the income that you need. So retirement losses are, are problematic anyways. They're going to be, they're going to cause some challenges. If you're just new to investing right now, you're just starting out, you're in your twenties, even thirties right now, you like it when the market goes down because you buy more of the stuff and you, right? got time. And you don't need it yet. Yep. You got time to wait that come, for that to come back. Yep. And when the market does go down, it's a great opportunity for investors, right? What's the, you want to buy low, sell high is how you make money in the market. So when it's down, you want to buy, but that's with fresh money, you know, not money that you already had the loss on. So this is why some people like to keep some powder dry. And it's also one of the reasons why the 401k or other type of qualified plan that you systematically put in on a, you know, biweekly basis or bi-monthly basis, you know, every month, something like that with your paycheck is nice because you're taking advantage of different market cycles and you're bringing in fresh money out of your paycheck to go in and buy stuff. So that's just also why you want to have your contributions that you're contributing to plans be more aggressive because when it's on sale, you want to buy more of it. A lot of people keep the same allocation on their balance as they do their contribution. They should really reevaluate that and probably you know, get a little bit more aggressive with their contributions if they are you know, still have a number of years to go to retirement. But it's always a good idea to buy on market dips and you want that fresh money coming in to buy that. Yeah, I mean, ideally a crash at any time in retirement is not going to be great. 
uh, but it's no, problematic no. certainly right after you retire. And you think the same thing. It was kind of probably be problematic in your 80s, but hopefully you've had a long enough time and you've had a lot of strategies in place by that point that it you know, doesn't affect you too bad. Uh, that's the idea anyway, by having a good plan in place. And of course, you can get that with your retirement readiness review. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Right after this last one, Eric, spot the lie on Social Security. Social Security Trust Fund is estimated to run out of money by 2034. Social Security full retirement age isn't the same for everybody. And Social Security is likely to stop paying benefits within the next 15 to 20 years. Well, the last one is the lie. They're not going to um, stop paying benefits, but they could have some challenges to it. So, yes, the trust fund is estimated to run out by 2034. And what that means is Social Security will be paying benefits based on money coming in rather than a built-up trust account. And so all the people that are putting into Social Security, all the people that are working right now, we be paying for the people that are on it. So there'll be about 24 people paying in for every one person that's on the program. And retirement age is not the same for everyone. It's based on when you uh, when you're born. So some people at 66, some people at 66 in two months, four months, et cetera, and then all the way up to 67. They haven't raised that age yet, but that's one of the things that they may look at, the ways to improve Social Security. It's got some challenges to it. So, um, But everyone that works legally, <laughs> right, because you could be working illegally, um, and on, on payroll taxes is paying into the system. So those are the people that are going to support the people that are on it. So it's uh, it's – you know, there's a lot of stuff that Congress is going to have to do to ensure the vitality of it, but they they wouldn't stop paying. It would just be a reduction, um, and they're hopefully they can avoid that. But they have to, you know, get their act together and uh, do something about it. So that's what we're hoping on our elected officials to be able to do. Um, don't trust them that much. And so, one of the things we do in our retirement readiness review is we do a Social Security analysis, right? We put in your information, what your benefits are, show you the different claiming strategies and which one works maybe best for your plan. But a lot of times people say, hey, what if we have a reduction in that benefit? What does that look like to me? What does that look like in my plan? We can certainly play with those numbers as well. It is an important part of people's uh, retirement. So you want to make sure you get it right. You want to make sure you claim it correctly. And that you know, is one of the things about starting off with a plan is to see how it fits. You don't want to claim it independent of a plan. You want to claim it as part of an overall strategy because Social Security is unique in the way it provides income. It's not fully taxable. Uh, there's some limitations if you're going to continue to work. All these kinds of things. You want to get it right. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including 
including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.